Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of Better With Headphones. I am your host, Cal McCulloch, and this week I am joined by... Whoa! Lewis? Oh my goodness, I fell through a portal. You're, you're not going to believe what ha- Yeah, you're not going to believe what happened to me. What? So basically, like, I was just kind of going about my day as a classic TV weatherman. And then every year I get sent to the same place and then I have to do this massive report on this groundhog and if it's going to come out of this little freaking hole and then basically you're not going to believe what happened. I had to relive the same day over and over and over and over again. It was crazy. So you lived the plot of Groundhog Day in real life? I don't know what that is. That sounds ridiculous. Wow. Well, you're here just in time. There's a band that's on the show today that I, that you really like. They've got US Highball here. I only know Cuba. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, go, it's I'll... good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, US Highball here with their brand new album, A Parkhead, Cross of the Mind, which is available now. Mm-hmm. We talk about the new album, the writing yeah. inspirations of Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Modern baseball, their tour, upcoming tour with Slaughter Beach Dog, Lamo Records, and they're just two great guys to talk to. The album's out now, and you can see them at Mono on September 24th, 2022, supporting Slaughter Beach Dog. We'll be there. I think we'll... I'll wear my flamingo dress. Uh, that'd be a nice choice. Uh, yeah, the pink or the red one, though, is the question. The bad uh, pink. But then, like, do I go with heels as well? Have we got uh, heels to match? <laughs> do I have heels to match? <laughs> right, we're going to get into the episode. Before we go, Lewis, I had one more thing to tell you. Say that one more thing? What did you say? I have one more thing to tell you. Uh-huh. It was me that trapped you in that groundhog day. <gasps> anyway, this week is sponsored by Will Smith's hat no, no, movie, no, no. I Am Legend. Things, 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 <laughs> things have changed. You don't have a sponsorship anymore. What? Yeah, things have changed. Right, I'm going to go join the Cuba podcast. <laughs> Here's US Highball. So, US Highball, uh, sorry, who cares to see who's James, who's Calvin? Um, uh, I'm James. Calvin. Yeah. Uh, how you doing? <laughs> good, good, good. good. Tired. Ha- happy with the album release? Yeah, I mean, it'd be nicer if the records were ready, but uh, obviously there's like big delays and stuff with the press and plants, so it doesn't feel like it's really out until there's an actual record, but mm. yeah, it's still good. Everyone seems to be positive so far, so that's good. I think it's amazing. I think your albums get very cliche to say, but they get better and better with every list, every new album that's out. Oh, thank you. Good, great. (laughs) That's the plan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I also feel like your album covers relate to that as well because it's like one of the best album covers I've seen. Oh, really? Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was Calvin's. 
Yeah, I, I'm quite chuffed with it. So. Although in my concept. Yeah, I suppose it was. <laughs> so, no, album, apart from Keg Cross of the Mind, you recorded it in lockdown? Yeah. That's yeah, the that's the second we've done in lockdown. We did the, the second album was in the first lockdown. And then we did this in the, the, the third, third lockdown, I think. Yeah, the one after Christmas um, last last year yeah last year yeah so we finished it um in like sort of spring time um but then we just had to wait so we, we yeah we finished it in may and so it's like we had to wait until march till it came out so it's um, like a, a great creative spark to do two albums in lockdown with the waiting between finishing the album and it coming out do you just write more in that period pretty much yeah yeah we, we've kind of got songs for the next one ready ready to go yeah i've got a little home studio set up at home um and uh so we've got everything easily you know um yeah 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 so uh, i try and write songs most days if uh particularly during the lockdown when i was furloughed for quite a long time so and then I then I got made redundant, so it was it was perfect timing really. So, um, yeah. Uh, you've worked very hard because I've got this written down here. Had to the third album in four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, we wanted to do one a year. Yeah, we wanted it really to come out last year. Yeah, <laughs> but it just yeah, just again the vinyl pressing delays. Mm. They just yeah, that this was the earliest they could do it. You know, yeah, we kind of thought that we would come out at the same time of year as like November, like the, the previous one did. But yeah, just because we had to wait for so long. Um, but then, you know, it's quite good in a way because then you, you kind of forget about it. Like you hadn't, I, I'd listened to it quite a bit, but you hadn't listened to it. Yeah, I, I hadn't listened to it at all really since, since we mixed it. Um, so when it came out the other day, it was kind of nice to listen to it and be like, oh yeah, this song, I remember this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard this for like 10 months. It's a good job you still like it. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, East End boys then? East End of Glasgow? Uh, I, I am, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was born uh, in, well, I guess I was actually born just around the corner and York Hill Hospital, I think. But uh, yeah, I was, I've lived in uh, Shettleson, uh, kind of between Shettleson and Toll Cross is where I'm from. Yeah. I'm not Glaswegian. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uh, my dad's side of the family is from Glasgow, but um, I moved here about 17 years ago. So I'm from Yorkshire originally. So. Honorary Glaswegian. Yeah, I think by this point, I've lived in Glasgow longer than I've lived anywhere else. So. Yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I've made it. Well, yeah. you have the references because Parkhead's in the title, Shettleston's in one of the songs. Is there a Toe Cross yeah. reference I may have missed? Kill the Hall. That's on the early one. Yeah, there's Clyde, Clyde Side. Yeah, I don't think there is anything about well, not not anything that's directly about about Toll Cross. There's probably something in there somewhere. There'll be some little reference somewhere in the lyrics, but it was quite West Endy. The first album was quite West End, wasn't it? 
Old Dumbarton Road, Calvin Hall, and the Calvin Grove Museum and stuff. I actually don't think there's that many on the second one. No, I know. I think um, we, I think we uh, we need something new to write about. <laughs> <laughs> Just get different areas so of Glasgow. We, 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 get, yeah. we get it. You're from Glasgow. And uh, on the back of the vinyl for the the new record, it says a Scottish record and proud. Yeah, so, <laughs> I know. I think we need to shut up about uh, <laughs> shut up about Glasgow and Scotland on the next one. Yeah. You, you send them off to like the record label and they're like we don't get these we don't get the references <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah they don't understand it especially like the uh lamo like obviously they're based in the us and stuff i think it hopefully it seems kind of exotic to them i don't know <laughs> yeah it does they all um all that lot love glasgow i think it's quite romantic they've got a romantic idea of it so, oh. <laughs> you get yeah. here it's completely different from what you actually expect it to be I it's like Paris syndrome you know when yeah, you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it totally is yeah yeah I always think when, when bands turn up if they're playing like the Barrows or something can you imagine because normally if you go to do a gig in a new town you do, you get there and have a walk around and stuff and can you imagine them just walking around around there they'd be like what the fuck is <laughs> Maybe it's a bit better now than it was like 15, 20 years ago. It depends on the day, doesn't it? I mean, if you get a sunny day, which is obviously rare, but if you do get one, I mean, it, there's, I think Glasgow's paradise on a day like that, you know? I think like people have this weird idea of Glasgow where they're like, yeah, Glasgow's a rough city. You can do whatever you want. And they're like mm-hmm. smashing up. And you're like, it's Tuesday. Come on. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're working in these offices. You're smashing up now. Yeah, no, totally. I went and seen uh, Neck Deep in the Barrowlands in last month. And I'm a big Man United fan. And I know Ben from Neck Deep is. And I thought, he'll go out having a walk around Glasgow. He'll go to the pub because Man United are playing. He'll want to see that. And he went to Ibrox. And I was like, why are you going over that side of Glasgow? Don't no, go yeah. Govan's not a good place. Yeah, no. Sorry to everyone from Govan. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the football. Neither of us are football no, fans. No. <laughs> um, tennis. Talk about tennis, but not know much about football. Uh, with the vinyls of the album, uh, seen them online, you got the splatters. Yeah. Who comes up with designs for that? I've always wondered this. Who comes up with like the designs for the splatters? Uh, well, it's just whatever they they have at the at the plant the label just sent us over a thing and it's like oh here's what colors they have so we mm. kind of tried to match it with the colors that were on the cover that's pretty much what we've done with all three of them although it was definitely this time uh, like the first two you could choose from like dozens of ones and there's a lot less choice now yeah I again think. i think it's just the the, the press and plants are all over the shop at the moment. Yeah, they run, they run out of like certain types of vinyl, I guess. Or I don't know how it works. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess they just do it. I mean, I'd like to see how it's made though. It's yeah. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, we just picked them yeah. because it's the colours from the cover, and we thought it would look cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no black vinyl of this one, which is the first one, I think. Yeah, yeah. So. As great as us having a vinyl, the splattered ones are just much cooler because they are limited as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they just look nice. Yeah, definitely. I think there's only 250 of the Splatter one. There's a red one as well, but um, the Americans got a red one. So. Yeah. 
but not splatter. I feel like we got the killer one, so yeah, definitely. definitely take that. <laughs> so I want to go through your starts. Like, what were you listening to growing up? Because I feel like your music has, you say seventies, but I was getting like fifties high school American high school feel from it. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, Do we definitely like a lot of that stuff. Um, in terms of growing up, that wasn't. I mean, I guess I listened to some stuff like that, but. Uh, I mean, the first band that I really got into was uh, another band from Glasgow called Biss. Um, they're like they were like a kind of DIY sort of, I guess, kind of like Riot Girl adjacent. I don't know; they're kind of hard to describe. Um, but yeah, that was the first band that I really remember getting very, very into as a kid. I think when I was about ten or something. Mm. Um, and I guess I liked a lot of like Britpop kind of stuff. Like my auntie used to take me to see uh, like Blur and Manic Street Preachers and Super Furry Animals and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, and I love Michael Jackson and uh, Erasure and Pet Shop Boys and things like that. I'm, I'm quite a bit older than Calvin. So I grew up, yeah, like nine years or so before. So um but you funny you mentioned that the one of the first tapes I ever had was like fifties, like a fifties rock and roll. My mum was quite into that, and the Beach Boys, Beatles. Stuff I was going like to say your harmonies remind me of like uh, the Beach Boys and the Critic, the Critics, the Crickets. Oh yeah, 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 Buddy Holly, yeah. So I loved all that when I was really little, but then when I started getting into my own music, it was really. Um, um, they might be giants and Sonic Youth were the two first bands that I got really into, and then the Lemonheads. When I heard the Lemonheads, that was like, ah, I found my band. You know, short, catchy, yeah, definitely. I think I was probably like fifteen or sixteen and stuff. So um, I was quite lucky because I grew up in like the like grunge, post grunge, like indie when indie rock was becoming. A little bit more mainstream, so um, pre-internet though, which was so you had to really, really seek stuff out, I guess. But um, but I think it's I think the thing that we had in common though was it's like like poppy stuff. Yeah, got, you know, I'd like like weird like Sonic Youth or whatever, but the ones the songs I really liked by them were like you know Teenage Riot or Dirty Boots or the pop the poppy ones. Um, and so I'd always kind of be gravitate towards the the pop stuff, um, and then yeah. But then I got really into folk music, and we did that for quite a long time. Um, normally it's the other way around; people do like stuff like us, and then mellow out. But we've ended up doing it the other way around. So, Would, do you ever make? I know your albums are about was it about twenty five, twenty six minutes, around about yeah. that mark. Would you ever go with and make an album like forty, like forty minutes? 50 minutes long? Or do you like the wee compact? I, I would, he wouldn't. Yeah. I'd like to do like a double album, like, you know, like that, what's that, the Double Nickels on the Dime, you know, the Minuteman mm-hmm. album where it's got like 40 songs on it. I'd just love for one to do that. I'd also quite like to do some longer songs, but whenever I write them, they just always end up being under three minutes. Yeah, they just tend to come out that way. It's yeah. not necessarily like... A concerted effort like oh we can't have anything that's more than two and a half minutes it just yeah it just comes out like that yeah and i think that yeah 
in out quick as possible. That <laughs> <laughs> tends to be the way to do it. So, um, but I do like my, I do like longer songs, but just uh, it seems like a lot of effort. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for a, a live gig when you've got like okay, if you can play for forty-five minutes and look, we can do two albums. Oh, yeah, then, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, sometimes when people ask us to play, it's oh, you've got forty minutes. You know, it's like I don't think we have forty minutes of music. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play like every song. Um, but then you've got time for bantering and tuning and yeah. stuff like that. So we just played in Madrid like last week on Friday, and uh, we had about forty-five minutes for that, and I think we filled up the whole thing. Because it took us that long to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned live gigs, and this is something that Lewis is really excited for because it's a band yeah. that he introduced me to, and I think it's his favourite band. Lewis, you want to go? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I think Slaughter Beach Dog are definitely my favourite band. Oh, and I just wanted to get your perspective on their music like how do you guys react to it because obviously like yeah it's two different kind of environments that you guys have both grown up in and do you notice any similarities between your music and any major differences uh oh yeah i think there's i think there's both um i think as a project it's it's evolved quite a lot hasn't it so yeah each record he seems to do a new kind of thing mm-hmm. um I think probably the last record at the moon base is the closest to what we do. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the old band that we were in, the Pooches, like there's a couple of songs on Safe and No Fear that are more like what we did in the Pooches, I think. Um but I I love his songwriting. I think he's great. He was the one that stood out for me in modern baseball. I mean, I like both their songs, but Jake's were the ones that um that that stuck with me I think um but I think the Ian from Modern Baseball is kind of the honorary third well from Salt Beach rather um is the honorary third member of of our band really because he's he makes the first record and he mastered the the last two and he's he's helped me so much with recording and recording techniques and stuff like that and I, I run like everything by him, even if he's not, not necessarily demos, but once I start to do the proper songs, uh-huh. um, he really helps me out and stuff. So, um, but yeah, we've, we've known him quite a long time. Uh, I think Modern Baseball stayed in my flat the first time they played in. What? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just purely by chance. I'd, I think I'd read about them and then someone who I was, friendly with at the time they were playing at a venue that they had and they needed somewhere to stay so I was like yeah they can stay with me and so I think they stayed with me like four times maybe over like I think they played in Glasgow four or else five times didn't they and then before they broke up and and then Slot Beach Dog have stayed with me every time they've been over and stuff so and Ian has become one of my closest friends Mm -hmm. definitely over the last Seven years or so. Sorry, I totally took over no, that. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, I think you're, you're more familiar with, with their music than I am, although I, I do really like them as well, of course. Yeah. So yeah what you're saying, you, uh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, so what you're saying is uh, after the gig in September, the after party's at your flat. That's exactly well, what you said. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the last day of our tour, so we'll yeah. probably be 
I clocked that. Or celebrating, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nice to finish the tour up and then you can just get a taxi home. Yeah, that's <laughs> they have already They have already said about staying, staying with me then, which I thought they'd probably be sick of it. But I think Ian's actually going to stay in Glasgow for a while after with his... He's just oh. got married a couple of weeks ago, so... <laughs> she ran off to Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think she's going to fly over actually, and like we're going to have a week's holiday. They want to go up north and stuff. So I do. Um, I never got the chance to see modern baseball, so I don't know if you guys can like use your connections here, but I do mm. just want at least one bullshit you fucking miss me on stage, like the closest yeah. thing I'll ever get. Oh uh, yeah. That's all I want. I'll leave after that. Like I'll, I'll I'll hold my hands up and say, right, that's me. I'm off. Thank you. For yeah. Having. Have you seen Slaughter Beach Dog then? I haven't actually, no, I've uh, never had the chance. I kind of got into them towards the start of lockdown. Right, yeah. Purely just by chance. I can't even remember how I found them. They played, they played right before lockdown um, at the Hug and Pint. Yeah. Um, it was probably like the January, late January of that, mm. that year. Um, but yeah, obviously they've not been over, not been over since. So, um, but yeah. Uh, I'm desperate to see them, like... I'm sure me and Callum will both be there. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm probably at Mono as well. It's a nice, good place for it. Uh, I, I'm not... Never, never heard you know, of Mono before? Oh, it's great. It's a, it's a record shop, Monorail Records, and then next to it is, uh, is Mono, which is like a cafe, bar kind of place. It's it's really it's really nice. Yeah. Um, and Monorail Records, like we've done like... Um, one of Calvin's best mates work, that works there. My old landlord runs it, and um, yeah, it's kind of got a special place in our hearts. Do you guys have any other places like that in Glasgow? Any particular venues that this? Uh, uh, I like the old hairdressers. Hmm. I always like playing there. And we've had a couple of nice gigs there, and and some other bands that we were in. Yeah, have you? I like it there. I haven't actually been back in since it reopened, though. I like Nice and Sleazy's a lot, actually. I love Sleazy's. Yeah. As a, as a venue, like, at the bar, I like it when it's not busy. Uh, it's, a, it's a bit mad on a, late on a Friday or Saturday, but, um, but yeah, I think we prefer those kind of places and than, you know, like King Tuts and stuff like that. I don't think we'd be, we'd really want to play somewhere like that. But, um, some bad experiences in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always describe like sleazies in the like 13th note and hug and pint. They're always like sweaty venues that there's just yeah. so many people crammed into it, the heat just gets to you quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly uh, the hug and pint, I think. Mm. Um yeah, the hug and pint is just seems too small for some of the bands that they have. Yeah. Not so much now, but especially like when it first the first year or so it was open. It was like they were booking bands that they deliberately knew were too big for it or something. <laughs> well, they did do that deliberately, I think. Yeah, and then they would upgrade it. Yeah, or, or just keep it there and sold out. So, but I like it as a as a room when it's not too busy. It sounds it sounds always really good there. Yeah. Um, we actually kind of thought that because we played so many kind of local gigs in the last. Well, not the last two years, but in the years before, and and with the, our old band that we weren't really going to play much in Glasgow over the next year or two, um, just because it's because quite the soul destroying like 
because no one really knows who we are or more so now a little bit but like you know we're playing in front of two people on a tuesday night after work or something it was just that's so destroying that yeah. yeah, we had a couple of really rubbish gigs, and actually one of the worst gigs ever was like a, we did this, it was like a Weezer tribute night at the Hug and Pint on, on New Year's Eve a few years ago, and it was just appalling, <laughs> it was awful. there was like six people there, and we were just shocking, yeah. and we, I think, yeah, we, we, we were in the taxi home about 10 minutes after we finished. Yeah, and, just, and, the, and the previous worst gig was out also at the Hug and Pint when we, we were on a bill with like just two other kind of local bands that we didn't know and we just got asked last minute to do it and we thought, oh, yeah, I better do it. And we were going to play and there was literally not a single person in the room. And so the sound, we just said to the sound guy, look, was, we, there's no point in us even playing. <laughs> so we just went home. <laughs> Um, yeah, we were like packing our gear up, and the other band came out, and they were like, "Oh, we, we'll watch you." <laughs> you know, they were all like eighteen. Like, yeah. yeah, it was just mortifying. So yeah, we were kind of like, "Let's not say yes to these like random little yeah. gigs anymore." Um, try and be a bit more selective about what we do. Yeah, and I think it's like, it's hard as well if you go and play like this thing we did in Madrid, where it was like you know, four or five hundred people and probably a third or maybe more knew our music and you like, oh, this is brilliant, you know? And then if you go back to another one of those ones, it's like, oh, you know, kind of, yeah, a bit soul-destroying really, but, um, cause you, I mean, it doesn't matter in a way. I mean, it's not like we want to be famous, but it's, you feed off the energy of whatever yeah. is, you know, I'd rather have five people there that were really into it. I remember yeah, I played a yeah. uh, when I played in a band I played a broadcast on a Sunday Ooh. night. Yeah, yeah. And it was like my mum, my aunt, <laughs> the drummer and bassist, his mum and dad, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Broadcast is particularly brutal. Yeah, the amount of like horrendous like Tuesday night broadcast gigs we've done is just yeah that that can't happen anymore it's just a total like atmosphere void yeah place. and it's funny as well with broadcasts i think you can open for bigger bands but no one comes downstairs yeah so, because you know whereas some some of the other venues you're more inclined to, you know you will be there so you'll see like the opening bands so um unless it's someone like really big like i, I opened for phoebe bridges there what? and yeah yeah and she, that was packed for the whole thing because everyone was desperate to be at the front at the and get front. close. Yeah, yeah. So that was amazing. But then, you know, other bands, bigger bands that we played with there, there's like no one there. Yeah, it's so, just not worth it. Yeah. Just name drop Phoebe Bridgers like it's up. Yeah, just so cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, famous now, isn't she? Yeah, I call yeah. her Phoebes. Oh, <laughs> everyone loves Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. Oh, but you're uh, speaking about these gigs and hardly anyone there. How did you get involved with Lamo? That was through Modern Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, so at the first, I think maybe the first, or the, no, not the first time, the second time they stayed, I didn't really mention that because uh, I did the solo project as the Poochers. I didn't mention to them that I did the music at all when they first stayed, but then the second time they stayed, um, this guy Eric was with them who Run, runs Waymo with with um with this woman Emily, and 
I think I gave a tape to, oh no, he wasn't there. He was there the third time, but I gave a tape to Ian of, of Pooch's stuff. And uh, he played it to Eric, who was his flatmate at the time. And he basically just got in touch and said, we we want to sign you. So I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> it was totally out of the blue, really. Um, and then, so that, including the Pooch's record, that's four albums we've done. For, for them now and you know I said to Eric I want to do 10 albums in 10 years and he was like yeah okay so <laughs> I think we'll stick with stick with Lamo. um yeah no they're great we, we are kind of I think we were the odd ones out when we first joined because it was mostly emo or emo adjacent type stuff um but I think they've broadened out a little bit a bit more now um post-modern baseball so uh, but they're great. Uh, yeah, love them. Brilliant people. Do you, really. uh, do you go across there quite a lot? Never. We no. haven't done, no. We've never been to Philadelphia. At no. All. We got offered an a American Slaughter Beach Dog tour three years ago, just after the first album. But it was going to be just a nightmare with visas and stuff. It's so, so expensive now to get visas for performing in America that it would have it would have just bankrupted us. So we had to say no. So that's the main reason we haven't been. We went once with the Poochers to, we did South by Southwest, but you can get a visa waiver for that. And also we got Creative Scotland money to pay for it. So, um, but I'm desperate to go. So I, I have been to Philadelphia, but before I knew any of them lot. So um, yeah, it'd be really good. Well, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on and uh, talking about it. It's so interesting hearing, uh, well, one of you from the East End, but you're mainly a Glasgow band and being with this label that, okay, not a lot of people know Lamo Records, but a lot of people will know Modern Baseball and just the stories of that and mm. just a Glasgow band being really successful, especially just two guys as well doing it. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's easier <laughs> with two people, I think. Yeah. I think that's the main reason when we when Poochie fizzled out, we were like, let's just do something, the two of us. Um, you know, um, it was, I mean, the Poochies was essentially a three piece. There was Andy, who was the other guitarist, and, you know, he was, he was getting, he was quite busy at the time. And so we just thought, oh, let's, let's just do something new. Yeah. But yeah, it's worked out all right so far. So. I, I want to play one of your songs at the end, and it was probably my favourite from the new album, uh, Grease the Wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a cover, actually, that song. Yeah. Um, it's a guy called Jimmy Silva, this kind of power pop songwriter um, who actually passed away a while ago, and we just really liked that song and thought, oh, we could do that. You know, we always like to try and do covers and stuff when we when we're playing live, and I think we were thinking of doing that, and we just decided to record a version for the for the album. Yeah, he's he he's so obscure. He makes us seem like the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know you. I don't know how you found out about. I him, can't remember how yeah. I found out about him at all. But uh, probably some. I think it's like some weird like Facebook power pop group or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's my favorite too, actually. So. And uh, you've got the tour with Slaughter Beach Dog, which starts on September 16th at the Hope and Ruin in Brighton and ends September 24th in Mono in, at Mono in Glasgow. And we'll be there for that, actually. Brilliant. Oh, we'll be there, yeah. Excellent. I'll have my flamingo dress on, so you'll be able to point me out. I was going to say, I won't be able to reckon it. I'll be looking for Will Smith. 
I'll be there. <laughs> don't, don't look for Will Smith, he'll hit you. Well, that's how mm. Will Smith doesn't come as well. That would get, get all yeah. just, just don't mock his wife. No, I shan't. Oh, God. <laughs> thank you do too, pack cover. Sorry. Um. <laughs> well, well, yeah, nice, nice to meet you both. Best of luck with everything that you're doing. Cheers. Thank Thanks. you. See you One saves best.